0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crime Talk with TNZ. I'm Rhiannon.
1: And I'm Ellie. Make sure wherever you're listening to us that you hit that follow or subscribe button and tell all your friends to listen to us. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating because that helps us get on the map a little bit more. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's where we post all our updates and any links regarding the cases we cover. We'd really, really appreciate it.
0: And to all you Spotify people... We see you lurking. There's like 50 of you lurking that won't hit that follow button. You need to hit the follow button. Please do. Please. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk about the unsolved disappearance of Nomi Gonzalez. I want to begin by saying that Ellie and I attended a Missing and Unidentified Persons event in April, and there we were able to meet Nomi's sister-in-law, Liz. Having a familial connection is a first for us, and we are so appreciative that the Gonzalez family not only communicated with us, but trusted us to tell Nomi's story. Nomi was 54 years old when she disappeared from her North Miami Beach home. Everyone that knew her would tell you that she was an amazing, caring, and unique person. She would give you the shirt off her back if you needed it. She was very close to her family and was the baby of 12 siblings. She has one son and three grandchildren. She was never married and had no issue with the son's father. She has family in New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and Miami. She spoke to at least four of her siblings every day and actually lived next door to one of her brothers. Her older sister, Maria, didn't live far from her, and they did everything together, from shopping to going to church. They were best friends. She helped take care of her parents before they both passed away. She was always in contact with someone. They always knew what she was doing, what she was up to.
1: She was also very creative and she could make flower arrangements. She could knit and embroider. She was a key figure in her congregation. She would host parties and barbecues for everyone. In the summer, she would even hold Bible study classes for kids. She had worked as a crossing guard and then as a receptionist and in the records department for the North Miami Beach Police Department.
0: But at this point in her life, she was retired. Even though she was retired, she was still very much a part of the North Miami Beach Police Department community, so when she went missing, this was very hard on them as well. On the night of February eleventh, two 2014, Nomi spoke to four of her siblings on the phone. She said goodnight to her son, Pedrito, who lived with her and went to bed around 10.30 p.m. Pedrito said he saw her in her bedroom sleeping around 2 a.m. When he woke up the next morning around 8.00. Nomi was gone. Her bed was unmade, which wasn't like her at all. She was a very organized person and made her bed every single day. The front door was unlocked. She left her purse, cell phone, and medication for epilepsy behind. She was wearing a white top and blue pajama pants. The
1: initial thought was maybe she was next door with her brother, but that wasn't the case. Neighbors knew something was off or wrong because they didn't smell her morning coffee like they did every day when she woke up. So her family called her nail tech because she had an appointment later that day thinking that maybe she decided to go earlier, but the nail tech hadn't heard from her.
0: Nomi's family was super proactive at that point. Maria called the police to report her missing and that day started passing out flyers looking for her. They faxed the flyers to hospitals and police stations. They searched for her hoping they would find her. They were scared that maybe she had a seizure without her medication or maybe she was passed out due to her cardiogenic syndrome, which is a heart problem that can cause a person to pass out without warning. So they were very concerned that she could be unconscious somewhere.
1: Yeah, of course. And if she had health issues, that raises more red flags when somebody goes missing. As the days went on, the family made sure that Nomi's information was anywhere and everywhere that could possibly help find or identify her. They registered her on the missing person sites like Crime Stoppers, The Charlie Project, and Q. There was even a billboard on the Palmetto Expressway with Noemi's picture and a reward for anyone that had any information. They put a picture of her because she had a birthmark on her cheek, her dental records, and next-of-kin DNA on the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, also known as NAMUS.
0: NAMUS is a database used by medical examiners, law enforcement, and family to help identify unknown persons by storing dental records, fingerprints, and next of kin DNA for comparison. They also analyze skeletal remains of those found in Unidentified. The Namis database is searchable by anyone, but sensitive case data can only be seen by medical examiners, coroners, law enforcement, and forensic professionals.
1: If you have a missing family member or friend, you definitely want as much information about them as possible in Namis. Now, regarding the investigation, would you know if the canals in the area were searched for her?
0: They were searched. Um, The canal searches were performed by various groups, some of which are Peace River Search and Rescue, the Florida Alliance of Search and Rescue Canine, and Guardians for the Missing. We actually had the luxury of meeting Allison McManus, the owner of Guardians for the Missing. She created the company because her nephew, Matt, went missing and was found at the bottom of a canal. Unfortunately, the searches for Nomi were unsuccessful.
1: While Nomi's family was hopeful in finding her alive, her sister-in-law Liz Googles daily for headlines such as body found in Florida, "woman's remains found in Florida, just to see if she is found. A weekend shortly after Nomi disappeared, one of Liz's searches actually came up with a hit.
0: After Liz saw that a woman's body had been found, she contacted the Miami-Dade Medical Examiner's office to see if it was Nomi. Brittany McLaurin of the Emmys office communicated all weekend with Liz, and I just love how accommodating and understanding Brittany was. She answered Liz's questions all weekend, despite the fact that she needed to wait for dental records to confirm whether or not it was Nomi. And the doctor that actually performs the dental comparisons wasn't there that weekend. So they had to wait until Monday for him to get there for Brittany to actually say to Liz yes or no. But Brittany still talked to her all weekend, and I love that. I love hearing how nice she was.
1: Yeah, and she was a uh, very patient and kind. But unfortunately, it wasn't Nomi. I can't imagine having built up all this emotion and hope that it was her and then being let down.
0: Same here, and I'm sure the Gonzalez family has experienced that more times than I even want to know or imagine because it's so horrible
1: right Rhiannon it's been a little over five years since she was last seen one of the things that just keeps bothering me is how could she have just disappeared from her neighborhood without anyone seeing it
0: so she lived on northeast 136th street and 5th avenue in a duplex that required people to walk into a side yard to get to her front door but nonetheless Was accessible to anybody and I asked Liz could anybody have just walked up to her front door and Mm -hmm. she said absolutely so there was no real security the traffic lights by her home had no cameras and this is back in 2014 before nest doorbells and ring doorbells were popular so no neighbors had those and no neighbors had any cameras there was zero surveillance on her street
1: well It's possible that someone could have knocked on her door asking for help, and she didn't want to disturb her son from sleeping, so she went on her own. We know that she was a nice, kind person that would have wanted to help anyone.
0: Right. It's not totally out of her demeanor to want to assist somebody if they're asking her for help. I also don't believe that she's one of those types of people. You hear about that leave, and years later you find them in a different state with a different identity Mm -hmm. and a completely different life. She wouldn't do that to her family. She was way too close to them to do that. And
1: after all this time, there have been no sightings of her. There are no suspects, and her case
0: has just slowly gone cold. The Gonzales family has not shut down. They continue advocating to find Nomi. They partnered with Community United Effort, also known as Q. Q is a center that provides advocacy for missing children and adults, free professionally trained search personnel, and Victim Support Service.
1: On their website, they have lists of missing persons by area, unidentified persons, and unsolved homicides. Every year, they hold a national missing persons conference, and in 2018, Liz was a guest speaker during Victims Hour. She spoke about Naomi, how the family hasn't given up, and how they're trying to keep her story current by talking about it. The conference is filled with people that want to help find missing persons and individuals like the Gonzalez that can't find a loved one. So the environment is very understanding.
0: We just saw them this past April at the Missing and Identified Persons event at FIU. They're very much trying to make sure no one forgets about her. And I think that's amazing that they're being so proactive. Her case is cold, but they're not letting her story get cold.
1: Me too. It's important to keep talking about it. Cases that know me that go cold lose media attention and they are forgotten. She's out there somewhere. Someone must know something. And I really hope that they come forward. If you know anything about Nomi's disappearance, you can call Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers at 305-471-8477. You can remain anonymous. There is a $20,000 reward for anyone that has any information that can help find Nomi. We will have that number and a picture of her on our social media accounts.
0: We'll also create a group on our Facebook page and you guys can discuss what you think may have occurred. If you know anything, you can put it on our Facebook page. Um, Even if you think that a detail in this case that you know is small, there is no such thing as a small detail. I'm sure that the Gonzalez family would be so appreciative of anything that you know all right everyone thank you so much for tuning in to our episode of crime talk with tnz we will have new stories for you every week thank you for listening to our podcast i know there are a lot of crime podcasts out there to choose from crime talk with tnz is hosted by Rhiannon torino and elizabeth zambrano Our music is by Elizabeth Zambrano. Our logo is by Alexander Zust.